Hi, Joel Pearl. Hi, Tim. I feel like we didn't get a lot of time to talk pre-show. How's it going? Uh, it's going amazingly well. We didn't have enough time to talk? Yeah. What are we going to talk about? It's not like there's wrestling How's life, Joel? Joel Pearl, oh, yeah, part of Tim and Joel, call it in the ring. Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> I snuck it in there. It was a it was a Trojan intro. How's it going? Tim and Joel, call it in the ring. We're going to talk about wrestling. We're going to talk not about your wrestling. life, Joel Pearl. I asked, but I don't care. I don't care at all. It's fine. We can talk about it afterwards when we inevitably spend a half an hour talking to each other after the show. Maybe I got shit to do. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. And if you got shit to do, maybe you want to leave us a thumbs up on this video while you're waiting, or maybe after the fact, maybe after you're watching it, maybe you want to drop us a comment because you're too busy doing other stuff that you can't catch us live, but you want to catch us after the fact and you want to tell the world your predictions for the Survivor Series. If you really care, we're about to flip a damn coin for those things. Or you want to subscribe to us here at timandjoelpod.com because your subscription goes a long way. You can catch us twice a week, Wednesdays and Sundays at noon Eastern live. You can catch us anywhere, anytime in audio format. Just go and click on your favorite podcast app and look up Tim and Joel call it in the ring. And we're right there. And also our discord's free. Go ahead. Well, join us. There's a link in the video description. Tim, how our discord. dare we? We're breaking the free market by making that thing free, by the way. Listen, one of these days we're going to monetize on a discord because that's what everyone does, right? Get it while it's hot. Yeah. Only people with money get to be our friends. That's right. Oh, love it. I love seeing people, our friends, sports and things show saying Tim and Joel become a Sunday staple for me. Thank you. We're glad to hear you. Glad to have you. Are you ready, Tim, to talk about wrestling? Are you ready to talk about Survivor Series or do you want to start with SmackDown? I well, I will talk about anything. Let's start with SmackDown. <laughs> SmackDown real quick. I don't think we have to spend too much time on it because we, you know, it, it happened on Friday. Um, but one of my favorite points about SmackDown this week was that there was a through thread again. They actually started the show and ended it, albeit with Roman, but they still had the Woods and the Crown and Big E, and they set up something for Survivor Series. They made at least two of the matches for tonight's uh, Sunday Survivor Series uh, a a good thing, an excitable show. What do you think? What did you think of SmackDown and that that segment? Yeah, I mean, you know, 20 minute opener again, which is fine. It's okay. It wasn't bad. I, I liked that it set up the the through thread, as you said. Um, I think it finally gave at least Big E and Roman some kind of sort of sense of gravitas a little bit at the expense of making Xavier Woods look, look like kind of a punk. But <laughs> I mean, he's clearly going to get involved somehow in the finish tonight. In the main event, right? I hope so. And I hope that that leads to Big E going over Roman, but we'll let the coin decide. <laughs> Yes, we will let the coin decide. We're going to do that momentarily. And with Reigns stomping on Xavier Woods' crown, after Woods is like, he made it look like the Burger King collectible crown that it really is, right? Now yeah. that it's folded in half like the cardboard ones. I mean, it's now been folded into many pieces because <laughs> Reigns stomped on it repeatedly. And, you know, you had Xavier Woods saying like, oh, they're just material goods. They're not real. You know, I am the king. That's all that matters. I like that. I like the king believe yeah. King Woods yeah. believes in what being King Woods means. And it's not just having a scepter and a, a crown and a big cage, whatever. Like it's, no, it's bad monarchy puns and, and Game of Thrones references. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's all he wants. He wants to go on yeah. G4, say he's a king, and then tell you all about how his deck... Uh, uh, declarations go? I don't know. Proclamations is the Proclamations. word. Proclamations. <laughs> Precious declarations. Anyway, enough about 90s theme songs. Uh, we had, so we so we had a good time with that. You know, Xavier's like, clothes don't make the man and, and Reigns is like, bet. And then just stomps on the crown. And then later on in the night, Woods is like, I'm gonna call out Reigns. I'm, I'm gonna, he didn't say anything about a match. He just said, I'm gonna call him out. I'm gonna beat his ass. And so they get to the final, we'll talk about the rest of the show, but we get to the final moments of the show. Uh, Reigns comes out, or sorry, Woods comes out and he's got a big old smile on his face when Reigns' theme comes on and the Usos get tossed from the backstage. I like the one at a time. That was fun. <laughs> I did too. Made me think that maybe Kofi was there, but Same. obviously not the case. I also thought Kofi, but I guess he, he's got a bum ACL or was it ACL? Uh, the, it, it's not. It's, it's, uh, okay, it's baby time at the Kingston household. Oh, adorable. Yes, so that's that's happening. So he's hanging out at home. Uh, it, not, it's not for me to share, but I just did. Anyway, if you didn't know, if you hadn't seen <laughs> photos of his wife looking extremely pregnant, I don't know what to tell you. I don't pay attention to his life or anyone else's Regardless. life. 
Regardless, <laughs> it was Biggie who came out. He tossed out both Usos. And then he and Roman Reigns get into it, have a nice knockdown, drag out Brawl to end the show. Uh, your thoughts leading into Sunday, was it worth it? Was it something you wanted to see? Are you on this camp of, I don't want them to touch until Survivor Series? How did you feel about that? <laughs> no, they definitely needed to do something because I barely cared at all. So this is good. Uh, I appreciate that no one stood tall in the end. That was fine. It's good it's stuff. true. Makes me very curious. I truly don't know who's going to win this match. Like that, I appreciate very much about this. It's, it's rare. Um, it, again, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Who wins it? But like, I, I think like that I don't know with a, a certainty. I think there are more stakes in this match than we know. There isn't I anything think. announced. I just think that. Yeah. And, and when we talk about the card, when we run it down. We'll talk about how some of these uh, stories and how some of these results might play out in the long run. Uh, but then again, letting something play out in WWE isn't always. Uh, Sometimes it goes something. nowhere. Like but, everything to do with Sonya Deville. Continue. Right. Well, when it's when it's Roman. Most of the time, he's got a say in it. Therefore, we're going. We trend in the right direction. Um, but speaking of trending in the right direction, we have a fatal four-way. The winner gets to join Team SmackDown. They had Ricochet and Cesaro, Sheamus and Jinder Mahal. I mean, listen, this was Jinder's match to win, right? Right. No. <laughs> oh, well, I tried. <laughs> no, the only one with an active storyline was uh, Cesaro and his uh, English friend Ridge Holland. Pat Mack, yes. I appreciate that he corrected that after because I was like, what? He's definitely not Irish. That is not an Irish accent. My but little anyway. dildo bat is elsewhere. don't know where it went. Uh, but Ridge Holland must have stolen his, my little dildo bat, black dildo bat, because he came out, tried to use it, tried to interfere, and ended up helping Seamus get the win. Uh, you know what? I will say this. They found a way to get gender away from what he started considering the people that he started it with are no longer working for the company so at least putting him in that four-way match kept him relevant in some sort of way but uh yeah he kind of expected i don't know i i pretty tough I'm week to week happy. but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a fine match seamus comes out does his like flasher character continues. we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about releases we will uh what else was there uh, and then, yeah, in the back, he's just like, we are the bar. We're going to go to the bar. So it's cute. Holland and Seamus are, are bar 2.0. It's cute. If a jealous Cesaro enters the fray, then I'm into it. Then that line wasn't a cheap throwaway. It sets something oh. up. And then Seamus has something to do with someone All else who deserves it. something to do. So All about it. Let's do it. Uh, and then you mentioned Sony Deville, Aliyah and Naomi team up. They take on Shayna Baszler and Natalia. I was under the impression this was just going to be Natty eating another pin from Aaliyah, who's looking like she's on a roll. But instead, our referee friend, Aja. One, two, three. One, two, three. And that's it. Fast count. Two minutes. Uh, okay, sure. Shocking, I guess. No? Nothing to add? It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's just the story is done the same thing for many weeks now, more or less. This is not elevating anything. I think what's very frustrating here was just that there's no explanation and maybe we're going to get one, but I, I, again, I don't always trust WWE to tell us these things or explain these things. You know, the ref comes up to Sonya after she talks to Sammy Zayn, who announces the 25 man battle While Royal. She's talking to Sammy Zayn. So she has to put on this big performance where she's like, I know nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know who you are. Get out of here. Get but, out of here. I don't know who you are. So did I do a good job? Daddy, did I do a good job? Yeah. And she's like, get out of here. And anyway, cuts her down, tells her to go away. She rolls her eyes. She walks away, does Aja. And back to NXT, back to Tuesday nights for her, I guess. Sammy gets to reference his, uh, his uh, documentary, at least. That, you know, <laughs> still kind of sort of a part of his character, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, she's not. Aja's going by Daphne LaShawn, according to a PW Insider report. <laughs> all the referees got new names. What? So it, Why? All, all their shoot names got turned into work names. So okay, sure. Why not? Have fun with that. Everyone's got to learn new names again. That's going to be is, annoying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, if nothing yeah, else. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't like anything about Adam Pierce or Sonya Deville anymore. I just I can't stand every time they show up because they're. It feels like there's a deep lore that the writers have put together or something that we are not privy to because like <laughs> exactly. they, they kind of sort of hate each other. They're doing different things. It's, you know, that was, that was Adam. That wasn't me. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like Adam Pierce is a dick sometimes randomly hates the Mysterios. Don't know why. Like it's just a, I don't know. 
doesn't make this is bringing out the worst out of this pair survivor series even though they both manage the same shows if they're trying to turn them i am wondering what brought them to this point is because vince loves heel authority figures and thinks that you know these two will be the next coming of mr mcmahon what do they think they're getting from this i it doesn't make sense because they aren't authority like they're kind of meek as far as the the authority figure goes in WWE programming, like just looking back historically, these these guys are nothing like they have no spines. Roman's the one running the show on SmackDown, at least that's been made apparent. And like Raw is just I don't know. It's chaos. These the the, the two of them, Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville don't have authority. They make decisions and people tolerate them, but they're not like, I don't know, they don't seem strong. <laughs> Yeah, just officials is what they are. And they don't yeah. even let them be official for anything. Uh, and then Nakamura beat uh, Andrew Garza. We'll get one. It's fine. Nakamura had to get a win to going into Survivor Series because he hadn't been on TV in like three weeks. So. He's been on TV. He's just been in tag matches where he oh loses. My God. I just keep forgetting because it's so forgettable. Because now Rick Boogs is apparently incredibly over just looking around at the crowd. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, he's doing <laughs> the uh, he's doing the Freddie Mercury thing for his entrance now when he when he does the sing along. Yeah, my God. I don't I don't. I don't care for. It. I like Rick Boogs too. I really do. Like it's just, this is if you hook yourself to this wagon, it just seems like it's going to eventually find itself in the river because this is not a lasting identity. And I don't know, like the, the fans like it. At least the people who go to the live shows do because there were like thirteen people to put together a Boogs sign. And I was like, <laughs> really? really? Hey man, if it gets over, I, I have some friends who are not wrestling adjacent who love his content. Therefore, they love him. Uh, I, that's the thing; he's fun on social media. I like him. I like him more. Like I know him more as a as a powerlifting guy than I yeah. do as uh, as a wrestler. I didn't even I saw him there before I saw him. I didn't know he was part of WWE. <laughs> Ma Dan brings up a really good point. Priest hasn't been on TV in two weeks, whereas for better or worse, Shinsuke has been on TV. Oh my God, I'm just totally like, it feels like I've been seeing Damian Priest a bunch, but I haven't been seeing Shinsuke. That's so weird. And those two have a match tonight, Sunday night at Survivor Series. So I think that is actually either going to be very telling or it's going to be a move forward for one of uh, really Damian Priest over the other, I think. Yeah, I think that's what I would assume. Uh, So going back to what was good on SmackDown, Sasha Banks and Shotzi had an excellent match. They uh, they went back and forth. They did. They worked the arm. There was a good amount of storytelling in it and involved with it. While there was the silly, can they coexist? Uh, you know, they had Sony Deville be like, hey, you guys are going to shake hands afterwards. You're going to yeah. adhere to the code of honor. You're going to be best pals. And uh, that'll be that. So the match happens. Banks gets the win. A very good contest. I want these two to go absolutely ham in a hardcore match. That's what I'm yeah, looking same. forward to. I think that'd be very, very, very good once we get there. Um, again, I, I, the the roles seem off to me, but that's fine. <laughs> like fully team Shotzi. Don't understand how she's the heel in this situation. Don't know what Sasha Banks did to gain redemption as a face. So I, I don't know. It's confusing to me. But I agree in the two of them feeling like a strange heel and face dynamic i like shotzi as a heel right now me too i think she can work as a heel i just think yeah. the thing they did to turn her heel doesn't make sense <laughs> like, right i and i agree with that it, it just there could have been a better way to, to turn her and there could have been yeah. a better way to explain why she turned other than i'm sick of losing or i'm sick of you people uh it just and, and like people were complaining oh she got rid of the tank you know what if that's what they're I, going I to do was... to turn her it's fine I think it was necessary that she get rid of the tank to do much of anything. So it's fine. It was I, a dumb bit. <laughs> I think the tank comes back sooner than later. Plus, let, like in the Vince McMahon school of thought, the tank wasn't his idea. The tank came from her on the indies. The tank also came from Sammy Guevara. So let's face it. It was not <laughs> yeah, going this, to this make can't, play. We can't use this. Yeah. <laughs> it was just not going to stay. So you know what? It's fun. It's fine. I'm fine. Like, let's do it. Um, let's go. So the match happens. It was fine. And then we got to Tony Storm. Tony Storm actually didn't look like a chump. Yeah, came out strong. Like, finally, the, the, you know what? It's encouraging to see someone move to the main <laughs> roster and and start to have an identity after being absent for a while, right? Where it feels like, uh-oh, they don't know what to do with her. But they finally brought her back, and she actually feels strong. She's taken it to Charlotte Flair verbally, and it's been good. 
Uh, and I love that they're shocking your voice because there is in mine too. And she, I've always known her to be a good wrestler. I've never known her to be a great talker. And no. I think the promo that she that she ran with on Friday really uh, knocked it out of the park. I think it was it, very good for for what we're telling, for the story we're telling, and that we're leading to her being an opponent for Charlotte after Survivor Series. Let's let's go with that. She may not win, but now it's on them to make her look good. Mm-hmm. Dig it. Fine by me. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that was, so that's SmackDown. We already talked at the beginning of the show about the, the main event and the opening. So the through thread with Biggie and Reigns and Xavier Woods, I think Tim, I think it's time. Are you ready? Are you ready to flip a coin? Hold on. Xylee promo was very good. Okay. Oh, you know what? Let's talk about the Xylee promo. Yes. Very good. However, very much like the Tian Sha NXT promos. Yeah. And they, they, where the did those like, end up? Oh, it's building well. This will go nowhere. <laughs> this will not <laughs> end well. Like, it's like, oh, this is kind of an interesting character. You can't use this on a wrestling show. Like, what, what, what? I don't care. Like, she's the protector. Protector of what? Like, she's here as an athlete competing for a championship. You can't use that character. It doesn't make sense. She's going to beat the shit out of her landlord. That's all I got from that. Exactly. Like, if you want to make a landlord character and then beat the shit out of him night after night, I'll watch more. But... That's fine. Rich Holland, landlord. I see, believable. I I would love to watch Rich Holland as a landlord get its ass beat every single night. Just a crooked landlord taking his tiny black dildo. Back. Is there any other kind? Continue. Mm. Okay, so yes, I so I agree. It, it looked good. visually. It was a great promo. I just. I, I, I think back to that NXT Tien Shop promos, and I think, oh, those were really neat, and then nothing happened. Yep. Yeah. Undertaker was an undead mortician. Yeah, I mean, At crazy. least you're harvesting corpses. You know, it's a violent, it could be a violent thing. He just likes more work. I'm all about more violence. And if you like violence, go ahead and toss us a thumbs up. If you don't like violence, don't do anything. Just just stay here and hang out. Just stay here. We're, we'll get less violent. Okay, let's, uh, let's do this. We're going to add this. We're going to remove this. Tim, we're going to flip coins. Here we go. Are you ready okay. for... Okay. We're, we're doing this. I, we weren't kidding. This is not a bit. We're going to flip coins for the Survivor Series matches. Are you ready, Tim? Okay, DJ, calm down. I was just joking about, yes, Godfather was a pimp. There were all sorts of great characters in wrestling. Xylee uh, as the protector is not going to turn into anything because WWE can't write anything. So that's fine. An accurate depiction. All right, let's go. Champion versus champion, number one. We're going to do, oh, ho, ho. We're going to do United States champion Damian Priest against intercontinental champion Shinsuke Nakamura. Tim, do you want heads or tails? I mean, we should say what they are, right? <laughs> uh, heads, Priest. Tails, Nakamura. Okay. Love it. All right. You ready? Uh, I'm going to guess it's going to be heads. Okay. Come let's on, find coin. out. Did it make the flippy sound for you too? No, I didn't do it for me. Damn. Okay, it says Knack wins. Okay, see, I need you to write this down. I am. I'm keeping track of it. We'll Perfect. order it by confidence, perhaps, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero confidence in anything going on. Exactly. All right. <laughs> uh, for the Champions versus Champions tag match, we've got the Raw Tag Team Champions, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, RK Bro, taking on the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos. Uh, heads for the Usos, tails for RK Bro. Let's go. I'm going to say tails. Yeah, that feels right. <laughs> uh, so that's RK bro over the Usos is what we're saying for the raw women's champion. Becky Lynch. She takes on Charlotte Flair in a match that I'm very much looking forward to. I think it's this is be, the main event. It I, should I think be the this main is. event. The, the uh, way they're talking about it makes it seem like it's going to close out the show. Heads for Becky tails for Charlotte. Are you ready? Let's go. Heads. Seems right. Yep. <laughs> what do we say? Heads for Becky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a champion champion match for the WWE and Universal Champions. We got Biggie taking on Roman Reigns. Let's make Roman Reigns the head of the table <gasps> and Biggie the tail of the coin. Here we go. Because that booty. Because that booty. The head of the table, Roman Reigns. I don't agree with that. I do yeah, think I it's going to be Biggie. 
It should definitely be Biggie. <laughs> I hate one. Those are those are our predictions for the Survivor Series based on. Oh, there's a five five on five series. Okay, there's the five on five traditional matches. All right, so uh, Raw. Yes, I forgot about those. They were they were yeah the, the focal point of the entire night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The traditional women's match, Team Raw's Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Carmella, Queen Zelina, and Rhea Ripley, one half of the tag champs, taking on Team SmackDown, Sasha Banks, Shotzi, Natalia, Shayna Baszler, and Tony Storm. Uh, let's say the tails are SmackDown, the heads are Raw. Tails are SmackDown. Sasha, Shotzi, Natalia, Baszler, and Storm. Do you agree that, or do you disagree? That seems wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you think Team Raw wins? I think Team Raw. I think Team SmackDown wins. I think Ooh. Bianca Belair is going to get taken out by Dewdrop mid-match, and that's going to lead to them losing. Oh, you're right. You're right. That does seem plausible. Okay. Okay. Maybe Tony Storm is the sole survivor. Could be. That would be good. You've got Liv Morgan on the other side as the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship, whereas Tony Storm and Charlotte are going to have a thing. So I think uh, those see, two now it seems like it's going to be Liv and Tony and a valiant effort by Liv. But again, another loss. Yeah. As much as I want to talk about who the surviving members are, they don't do like sole survivors and they don't want to be like so and so, so and so, so and so. So if I could pick yeah, one like person a, like from last one week, team. Yeah. Last year was a sweep by one team. Right. So I don't, it's tough to talk about that. If it comes down to one on one, I think it's Liv Tony. Yeah, I think they'll definitely be be heavily involved. Uh, five on five, traditional Survivor Series elimination match. Team Raw for the men. Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. They're going to take on Team SmackDown. Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Xavier Woods, Happy Corbin, and Sheamus. Uh, let's put Team Raw at tails and Team SmackDown at heads. Okay. Let's see. Oh, SmackDown. See, I, I kind of, I think so. Maybe. We need to get Jeff Hardy into a main event position and they, they, they keep putting him on TV, etc. Like him and Drew are the best of buds and having two people, two people who can work together on either one of these teams is a significant advantage. I think so. I, and again, like the, the, the big question for those two matches is can they coexist? Well, Jeff Hardy and Drew can, we found that out. (laughs) I should hope so. So, so that was the SmackDown team is going to win over the Raw team. I think it's going to end with everyone just being the shut up Austin Theory. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think so. And then there is the 25-man dual-branded battle royal to commemorate the 25th anniversary of The Rock's WWE debut, which is the most convoluted way to do anything ever. Kudos, WWE. Okay, do you have, do you have a list of all of those men? I do. Okay, I'm going to roll a 25-sided die, and I'll tell you what number wins. (laughs) This is great. Do you want me to read it to you? Uh, Yeah, read them out real quick, and then I'll roll the dice. All right, 25 men include AJ Styles. Okay, by the way, before you get... Yes, we know this is basically every single tag team in WWE and the 24-7 counterparts. Here we go. AJ Styles, Omos, Otis, Chad Gable, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, Apollo Crews, Commander Aziz, Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins, R-Truth, T-Bar, Cesaro, Ricochet, Mansoor, Sami Zayn, Angel Garza, Humberto Carrillo, Jinder Mahal, Shanky, Eric, Ivar, Drew Gulak. So let's just count, before you do it, count up the tag teams. Styles and Omos, Otis and Gable, uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, Cruz and Aziz, Ford Dawkins, uh, what else here? Umberto and Angel, Jinder and Shanky, Viking Raiders. There are that's nine tag teams. <laughs> Eighteen men in this thing are in a tag team. <laughs> it's really a tag team battle royal. <laughs> I'm sure the remaining uh, how how many is how many is that like? Eight? Uh, 18 plus whatever the hell is left. I'm not oh a mathematician. And this is uh, a good shout. No Ali for either team. Uh, Anywhere. I guess he just wants to take a breather. He's clearly outnumbered in that we've seen he has no friends backstage anymore. So Insanity. he's probably just taking, t- stepping out of this one. I, I, I have no idea what's going on. All right. I'm going to roll a 25 sided die. Go ahead. 25 side die. 18. Who's number 18 in your list? Uh, one of the tag teams. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen is Sami Zayn. So you actually might be right on the money. 
That's awesome. Good stuff. Awesome. Delightful. Good good die. Good stuff. The only other person I could see winning this, Jinder Mahal. (laughs) (laughs) There are no stakes, by the way. None of these men get to like have a meet and greet with The Rock. None of them get to like meet The Rock in person. It's it's, uh, they're probably going to get a really ugly statue, I guess. I don't know. You want to talk about long-term storytelling? You know what you do? The winner of this match gets to go one-on-one with the great one. And you get Eric Rowan, Redbeard, who had Rock's last match at WrestleMania 32. He wins the over-the-top battle royal. And he gets to face The Rock. And this time, he beats The Rock. 50-50 booking, pal. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> not with that attitude. So that's Survivor Series. We just picked everything based on coins and die. So tell your friends, that's how we did it. That's insanity. Want to talk about that? <gasps> right? This is genius. It should just be this. This is the only way that this oh, actually for sure. works as a match. Yeah, just have everyone show up as a version of The Rock, given that they already have at least three costumes like that. So <laughs> They do. They've definitely shown them off. Riddle's going to show up looking like The Rock from 96. He already did it. He's going to do it again. <sighs> I need the entire Raw Survivor Series team to show up like Fanny Pack Rock. They all walk out with their black t-shirts and jeans wearing a black fanny pack. Turtlenecks. Black turtlenecks. Turtlenecks. You're right. It's iconic. My bad. (laughs) It is turtleneck season, especially in New York. It's still fall. It's beautiful. I think that's what we need, Tim. I I don't own a turtleneck. I don't know that I can pull it off. (laughs) I think you can turn it. I I think you can pull it off. All right. I'll I'll try to buy one. (laughs) I, I feel like bald men could pull off a turtleneck much better than than those without or those with hair. Just going to look like that douche uh, apple douche. What's his name? Dead. Yeah, no, that's where I'm going for here. Tim, yeah. Tim, uh, not Tim Cook. That's the alive one. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. <laughs> the alive one. Wow. Uh, let's talk about dynamite because uh, everyone there is still alive and kicking. Yay. Uh, we'll do dynamite. We'll do rampage and then we'll talk about releases. So they start the show. I like that they do the cleaner. I got this from Adam Cole to Kenny Omega. Omega's like, hanger, you won. I'm going to take some time off. Fine by me. And Cole's like, I got this. And Omega's like, I'm talking about the Bucks. You can go suck a dick. And they're just like, well, all right, let's go. Yep. <laughs> that was good. It's a good little thing. How long do you think he's going to be gone for? That Kenny We Omega. talked about this last time. I don't know. I know. Could, I'm asking he again. Could take, he could take at least six to nine months. I'd be fine with a year. Nice. However long he needs. He's earned it. Uh, Hangman Page comes out. Hangman, the new AEW world champion, comes out. It's National Cowboy Shit Day. International Cowboy Shit Day because we have made that proclamation as the uh, official ambassadors. The it takes time to get these things through. That's true. He was having a hard time getting some stuff uh, done on his end. So I get it. I get it. Uh, and then, yeah, he does the whole like the babyface promo. I just didn't deserve it. I earned it. And then he's like, I'm going to beat uh, the Americans and Dragons and Danielson Bryanson, who comes out. And holy shit, does he ever steal the show? Yeah, he heel turned by Daniel Bryan. He's just like, screw the Dark Order. And that's all it takes. Bootstrapping Bryan is what I'm going to start calling him because that's who he is to me. And it's like, this is, yeah, you get now. I hate you. (laughs) I am such a fan of him being able to turn that crowd by just saying WrestleMania. That's all he had to say was I main evented WrestleMania and I want to work. And you and I talked about it. We said, we said the dark order every week until he gets to hangman. And I said it as a joke because there was nowhere for this to go, but it's like, ah, it's fine. They're turning Brian and Brian is so good at this that like, okay, fine. You made it work. Even though, even against my deepest instincts. <laughs> and that's fine because you've got, you've got people from dark order who are from every city that they're going to. So the heat kind of piles on, which is perfect. <laughs> He should just whoop each one of them's ass in their hometown every that, week until we get to the match. That's what's happening. He's going to do Colton, yeah. Chicago, which is Colt's hometown. Then they're going to go to Duluth, Georgia, which is where Kyle O'Reilly's going to debut. And he's going to have uh, he's going to have uh, Alan Angels, who's from from Atlanta area, whatever, uh, or 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 Anna J. I, yeah. I'm sure he's not against doing that. <laughs> <laughs> just get confused. <laughs> just do Brian versus Anna J. Whatever. What's the difference? Uh, and then they're going to go to Long Island. And on Long Island, you've got John Silver, Johnny Hungy. That's a big match, especially if you want to get big, big heat, because the next week they're in Texas and it's winter is coming where traditionally the title shot is cashed. It's going to happen. Yeah. And, and if you do cowboy shit in Texas, guess what? You're going to get cowboy shit in Texas. So I, I like good. the arc of the story. 
that's like, you know what? It actually came together quite well. And I was nervous because I, like I said, I thought Miro made more sense, but. I would love to see where Miro ends up because he certainly hasn't been on TV since losing that, uh, that world title eliminator. And that's the thing we got bootstrapping Brian, but it's like, did we need that heel turn? Like thinking of the arrangement of things in, in, in AEW, but yeah, at least it would be entertaining (laughs) along the way. Brie Bella versus Anna J. Brie Bella comes in for a shot. I'm into it. Let's do it. Uh, and that's a good point because Brian has, Brian wasn't supposed to turn heel anytime soon. I don't think Mox being in rehab threw a huge wrench into the plans and then yeah. Miro being injured probably didn't add any of it, uh, any good to it. Yeah. That's the thing. I think he, yeah. When we were talking about it last time, we, we talked about the potential of that, that thigh wrap being a shoot injury and yeah, like his absence kind of says maybe it was. Yeah, it looked it looked like an actual legitimate injury, not just him taping it up for nothing. Because yep. like you said, the week before when he ta- took on Orange Cassidy, there was nothing in that match that makes you believe he had some sort of injury to that upper thigh. Nothing apparent, but you know, stuff ha- weird stuff happens like that. It's just, you know, and like, it's true. I, don't, I don't think the match delivered quite as well as I thought it would, which I think is just because I don't I think he was working hurt. Danielson and Uno have a long match. It's a good match. Uh, one of the things that kind of turned me off this week on Dynamite, especially coming after a pay-per-view, is that there were a lot of long matches that didn't need to be as long as they were. No. Yeah. That, yeah. That's definitely the case. There was just, there's a lot. I, JR wasn't on his best game either. And it was kind of distracting me. Like it was just a kind of a weird in-ring situation I found. Sleepy JR. He can't take things seriously if they're not serious enough for him. Uh, and then we got Eddie Kingston getting interviewed by Tony Schiavone. I like this. They're setting it up. Garcia and Kingston. They're going to do that. Um, Black grown, Friday you Rampage. Let these guys call you, call themselves your dad, or you call them your son. I know you're from Buffalo, but I'm from Yonkers. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm from Buffalo. He's like, Yes, I know you. Anyway, <laughs> let's fight. Yeah. So and they're going to fight. I appreciate the end where he's just like, one promo. Can I get one promo that doesn't get interrupted? I'm going to catering. <laughs> yeah. Very good stuff. I did enjoy that. Uh, and then they go to the, the tag match, which I thought was absolutely fun and just weird. Orange Cassidy and Tomohiro Ishii. They which team I, up. Again, I didn't know Ishii. This, I was like, okay, now this guy is interesting looking. <laughs> like, thank you. He was not another like generic creator wrestler that I'm so used to with, with uh, New Japan. Like he was, this guy's got a personality. He's very, Good. he's very square. <laughs> <laughs> he's very blocky. He's a block man. I appreciate it. And he was fun. I loved it. And they took on the butcher and the blade. Uh, again, we're just getting closer to that 10 man chaos versus Hardy family office match that they're clearly going to build to. Uh, okay. Why not? It was fun. You know what? Ishii wins the match for his tag team and we're off to the races. Fun. Ishii coming out. Did he come out with Cassidy yes. to where is my mind? Which was yes. so weird. It was surreal <laughs> and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, and yeah, Elliot making a point that he thinks that uh, Brian Danielson will go back to being a face after the match. At which I, I agree Winter's with coming. and I hate. I find that so annoying. Like... I think it'll come down to who's around, who's available, and what type of match they have at Winter is Coming. Yeah. Ishii needs No, no, that's that's part of his charm is his necklaceness. Keep it that way. <laughs> necklaceness. Oh, good stuff. And they do the FTR, Tully, Andrade, and Jose, and they're just like, we, we're not going to make you pay. The four of us are going to be on a tag team, and we're going to take on Cody and the Lucha Bros and Pac. Yeah. TBS <laughs> Women's Tournament quarterfinal. Let's just move on to that. Because yeah, I agree. I Unless you got a hot take and you want to talk about that. I There's nothing. It's boring. All right. <laughs> uh, not boring was Sheeta versus Rose. It was a good match. Yeah. Again, went a little long. But I'm going to give it leeway. Yeah, and they, they used props in two matches that were like straight up, uh, you know, regular rules matches that I don't think was necessary at all. And it cheapens how special it is when they do use those. So it was like, eh. yeah, it was fine. It They're is, good spots. I, just, I don't think they needed to be done on this random dynamite. Right. I hear you. And they had, again, Serena deep sitting at ringside, she clips Sheeta's knee. So they did that distraction. Uh, but eventually Nyla Rose wins. So the Sheeta tournament idea that she goes to the there end and go. then loses valiantly. That's over. It's going to be, I think it's Rose and Soho next. Yeah. Or no, they still have to do Soho and Statlander, don't they? 
I don't know. This turn not Rose. Going, uh, sorry, Soho and Statlander. Like they went for the stumpy bracket, but they're also like just rationing out when these matches happen, and it's happening so slowly. And people got buys, and I just I don't know. I, they're at the point where they have to tell the story leading up to January fifth. That's yeah. when they do the, the the reveal and the finals, and that's a while from now. We're we're still know, at the end of January. Which sorry, again, we're still at the end of question, November. Why didn't we just do a longer tournament? But I guess not. We'll just do one match at a time, slowly. Yeah, I, I, I guess uh, we'll find out next week what we're what we're looking at for semifinals, uh, and then finally Malachi Black's like, "I'm gonna kill you." Yeah, which is like, okay, yeah, I understand. <laughs> MJF, MJF comes out. MJF is like, "I beat Darby Allen exactly how I said I would. I'm the man. I'm the best." I, you know, on the microphone in the back in the ring, blah blah blah. I check all the boxes. I'm the man who will start a bidding war in the year 2024. 2024. His his whooped ass promo too. The video package was also so good. <laughs> yes, and then out comes CM Punk, and CM there. Punk doesn't say a word. Just crossed his arms, walked out, and that's it. This was good. This is a great yeah. way to start this feud. Like, they gonna talk? When are they gonna talk? Oh, they're gonna talk. They're gonna talk at each other, Joel. That's how you build a promo. Put Eddie Kingston in there. Have the three of them promo off. That would be, I don't, oof, that's a lot in one room. <laughs> it's a lot of yelling and a lot of egos. Yeah, oh my God. Uh, I'm excited anyway. for this. We talked about this as, as the first uh, competition for, for CM Punk. So I'm glad we got there pretty quickly in the end because it needed to happen. I think we'll see Punk and Wardlow at Winter is Coming. And that'll that start to sense. set up Punk and uh, Punk and MJF at Revolution. Yeah, that works. I'd be all that in for that. For uh, and then they did the Darby Allen. Hey, how do you feel? And he's just like, ah, I'm cool. And then out comes Billy and the Ass Boys. <laughs> Billy Thank Ass you, and the Ass Boys for getting this stable over. And they're just like <laughs> they're, they're now like very popular. He's like, I'm the like... biggest. I'm the baddest. You tell me when and where. And Darby's like, ah, oh, fuck now. <laughs> It says, let's do it. Great match. It was. Uh, let's fast forward. Billy and the ass boys, Billy specifically, Billy ass takes on Darby Allen on rampage in a yeah. good opening contest. And they, they did all the moves. It's exactly what I expected. Darby Allen looking like the big man getting ragdolled everywhere. And it ends with, you know, Darby eventually getting the win by doing the one crazy thing that takes down Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn's theme, by the way, is really good. It is. And the crowd was chanting ass boys. So <laughs> 90 synth wave. <laughs> fitting, fitting for that spray tanned body. Uh, and then, of course, moving on to the to more Rampage stuff, the Young Bucks on Dynamite with Adam Cole were just like, we're not done yet with Jurassic Express. And the rest of the crowd is just like, but why aren't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone's just like, Why? It's the same answer like, or the same question arises from this this promo and Jungle Boy's shaving. Why? Right. He's no longer Jungle Beard. Why? It's not right. It's Bobby Fish and Adam Cole take on Jungle Express. Jurassic don't bring Express. a fish to a fist fight. Ha, 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 <laughs> ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> anyway uh again a good a good tag match that one ended i love it on rampage ends with uh, adam cole basically turning tail running and leaving fish to get the shit kicked out of him yeah i like that big and, big fan and his silly little hop with the panama sunrise costume in this match i like yes. that <laughs> so i mean i guess we're getting a little bit closer to potentially doing uh cole and fish with kyle o'reilly and the young bucks together undisputed elite that'd be cool I'm fine with that. And then have the, okay. but also have like Kyle O'Reilly and, and uh, Bobby fish be like, I don't trust this Adam Cole character. Shouldn't he, he keeps screwing us questionable. Yeah. But then they all come together in the end. They're all best friends. Not those best friends. They yeah, we already the, have a, yeah. yeah, we already have those ones. They hug and stuff. Uh, the acclaimed, they take on Dante Martin, Leo rush. Finally, the acclaimed are starting to bust out and they're starting to be that team. I'm a fan, Tim. Finally, Very big fan. fan loving it. There's not much I can add to this other than go watch this match. My so favorite was the in the rap when uh, Max Caster says, you guys are virgins. And Leo turns to the crowd and says, I got three kids. 
he's had sex at least three times in his life. <laughs> it was good. Leo Rush really like I, I get it a bit more. I, I haven't had the chance to see him a whole lot. So this was this was a good showcase. I like Leo's theme music, too. He had done it. That's from his uh, his stuff. Very nice. It's very much good. better than much better than Max Caster's raps. <laughs> Low bar. Yeah, Caster's the one who raps and Anthony yes. Bowens is just his friend, right? Yeah, he's the one who screams. <laughs> OK, good. I, I call uh, him a hype yeah. man, but he doesn't even do that. He just holds the boombox. That's right. And, and you know what? This week, Dante came out. Dante Martin didn't look like someone told him that his cat died on the way Not out to the so ring. Not so very dejected. He's excited. You know why? Because everyone's after him. Everyone wants him to be on their team. You had Starks after the match, just be like with Team Taz being like, hey, I come and join my Hall of Fame team. And, and you know, it was good. It was fun. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of that as a storyline. And I'm sick of Team Taz. How dare you? I'm just it's so, it never ends. And it's not interesting. <laughs> like, Probably. I don't know. I got, I've got all of these contracts and management deals being signed. I'm, I, 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 like, I feel like I need to see the contracts and how what they act what services they actually offer because it doesn't make any sense to me uh and then in the main event sammy guevara retained his tnt title in a good match tony niece was at ringside guevara did a lot of flipping and flying eventually off a table, a table beat his opponent no reason. Yeah. yep beat his opponent one two three and that was it uh and then for some reason jericho and inner circle came out and they celebrated with sammy because jericho's narcissism won't allow him to not be on screen I guess. Very strange. Uh, also from Rampage, just to catch up from that before we move into release talk, uh, QT Marshall challenges CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> I guess just just so they could give CM Punk a win in his hometown. That's all it is. Also, it feels kind of pointless when they only go to a few cities. <laughs> like, I don't. You were just in Chicago, so I don't really care. They were in Hoffman Estates, Tim. Very different. Oh. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> this time they're in the middle of the city. This, this oh, is it. Big, big deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sky and Page oh, yeah, cut a yeah, good yeah. promo. That's good. They yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that that, you know, they, they're moving on. We'll see. Yeah, why not? Uh, Jade advanced to the semifinals. I forgot about that. Jade and Red Velvet had a match. Good match. Uh, solid. Yeah. Whatever. It was fine. It was long. Yeah. Um, It was long. But you know what? Those two, if it's going to be anyone who gets a lot of uh offense in on jay cargill i'm glad it's red velvet because they yeah, have yeah, history they've, they've done the work for it yeah uh i'm just telling people now that we're going to talk about releases in a second the, the thing everyone wants to hear about yeah because everything else we've already covered from uh from rampage we got through that tag match there it's an hour we can talk about that in an hour, in an hour. all right so they did it again we were just here what a week ago Two weeks ago, I don't even know. On a Monday, I I was away, and all of a sudden they were like they're cutting people again. So, set the stage. Thursday night, I'm doing uh, I'm doing I'm doing the Twitch watch along. I'm not watch along the Twitch streams with uh with Steven Jensen, and then a bunch of us were all playing Mario Kart. We're just hanging out. It was a good night. So chill. It was chill, and then we went offline. And we finished for the night, said our goodbyes, logged off of Skype. And like 10 minutes later, Sean Rossap tweets out, Fightful has learned that WWE have released John Morrison, Top Doll, Ashanti Aww. the Adonis, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Tegan Knox, Drake Maverick, Shane Thorne, mm. Jackson Riker. Some of these make absolute sense. So I'm not yeah. going to lie to you and I'm not going to tell you like, I'm not going to eulogize all of these people because A, not dead and B, there's still plenty of gas in their proverbial tank. No, for me, Drake, Shane, Jackson all makes sense. Yes. Uh, Jackson, we don't even need to talk about that. That's pretty no, obvious. Crock shit. They released uh, his whole faction. It's weird. He lasted as long as he did. I have nothing else to add about it. He, he was a, he was a walking time bomb. That's all Jackson Riker was just a yep. walking time run. Um, Shane Thorne, you and I talked about it, had that crocodile Dundee Thorne thing going on that never took off. Never. I'm glad that went never saw the proper light of day. <laughs> like it was you know, very he's, strange. He's trying to do whatever because he tried everything at that point. So it's nothing on him. Yeah. It's just, I think he was ready to go. I think it was just, yeah. he was also another guy who was ready to go. Maybe go back to Japan, go with his teammate in Australia and have a good run. 
he's now been you're... killing it on Twitter too. So it seemed like he was ready. He's like, I thought I was retired. Oh shit, I'm gonna have to learn how to wrestle again. <laughs> right. That's the thing. And and you know, speaking of people who really got over after their release, Drake Maverick, Spud, puts out that video that gets so much attention. And he had had that one in the can for a few weeks. Since his easily. last release. <laughs> And it's a different video. Like it's a, it's, yeah. it's the, a setup, the same setup as his last one where he starts to, you know, be sad. And then, and then they cut away. If you haven't seen it, go watch that video. It's really good. John Cena gave it props for Christ's sake. Yep. That's when John Cena walks in the chat, you listen. And it's not some inspirational nonsense. <laughs> That's right. He's like, you're going to go. You can ignore that, but you can listen when he's actually going to talk as a person. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so he's just like, you're a wrestler. Go be a wrestler. You're a wrestler now. Takes off the WWE t-shirt, throws it out. I like it. I think there's a lot of upside for, for Drake Maverick. His wife yeah. is also working hard. I'm into to I'm into them being successful. That's good stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think he was I think he was ready to or knowing he was out the door when they got rid of his tag his tag team partner. Yeah. Considering they'd already fired him once. Yeah. <laughs> like, when they I'm got sure rid of Demo. When they got rid yeah. of Demo and then also had Drake Maverick have a match wherein he came out to his old tag team music mm-hmm. that had to be the end of the road mm-hmm. there was nothing left um tegan knox okay i don't <laughs> no i i you know what there was i know people don't like this they don't like hearing yeah, yeah. this there was a big medical liability oh what happened to her she, I knew tore, she got hurt she tore both of her acls on their watch both my uh, god and they paid for the they paid for the rehab yeah. they paid for the surgery like there's and unfortunately, in wrestling, you get hurt once, they start to look at you. You get hurt twice. Which is insane. You get hurt, yeah. You get hurt twice, and then you're seen as injury prone, and therefore we can't push you, we can't rely on you to be more than what we've given you. Unless you're Triple H. Yeah, unless Triple H. Or unless you've proven that you can come back in record time and not get hurt again. Kevin Nash. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not my favorite. I don't like it, but at the same time, they weren't doing anything with Tegan. They gave her uh, shots for tag team title shots that they never got with Shotzi. And once that happened, it was game over. There was nothing else on the table for them. Yeah, it's a bummer. I don't know. I feel like this is, they, it should just be planned. People get hurt doing this. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's dangerous. I'm also going to ask If you're doing this. it in a way that's halfway interesting, people will get hurt. Yes. Uh, I'm also going to add this and, and, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if people um, take this the wrong way. In the WWE sphere, your character is what they want to see. Yeah. What was Tegan Knox's character other than girl who's a really big Marvel fan? Oh, see, I didn't even know that. And that's not interesting because that's literally everyone. It's like a very boring personality trait to me because I'm not and I don't care. So don't talk to me about it. Her whole her whole. Um recovery when they interviewed her she was like i'm a big captain marvel fan i i got through all of this because i love captain marvel she did videos with cap with uh who's the actress who played captain marvel do you remember brie larson brie larson yeah (laughs) and they they did like workout videos and that was great that was great crossover for their marvel appeal but unfortunately like there was no character for tegan they keep i feel like wwe sets up like weird cross promotion with wrestlers that aren't even that present like Eva Marie has like an energy drink deal and it's just like what I think that was her thing <laughs> yeah 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 and it's just I don't but they use WWE it's it doesn't make sense to me it doesn't so Tegan Knox will absolutely find success outside of WWE it just there was a lot of timing with her a lot of character things again if you're in WWE you're a wrestler second you're an entertainer first Rick Boogs may not be the best wrestler but guess what he's entertaining the shit out of fans live in an arena every Friday night by playing guitar, by singing, by being obnoxious. And that's what gets him over. And, and I appreciated this week for him. Just like he was able to, he grabbed one of them and like held them upside down and just shook him a bunch. Like that's a good way to, as a face do like outside manager work. I, yeah. I appreciated that. Shout out even, to that. Even Mad Cat Moss. I'm sorry. I don't like the character. We didn't even talk <laughs> about Mad Cat this week because it was boring as hell to us. But is. like, that's the character. He's got a character right now. They're letting mm-hmm. a character happen for better or worse. And that's that's what they want. They just want a character. Yeah. And it gives Jeff Hardy the opportunity to woodenly, awkwardly fake laugh. So 
Now, keep in mind the character thing when we circle back and talk about Top Dollar, Ashanti the Adonis, yeah, and we Isaiah some other, Scott. There's not a whole lot of reason to some of this. But let's talk about John Morrison real quick. Jomo 100% was out the door when his wife got cut two weeks ago. Yep. There was no question. It was like a matter of time. If he didn't ask for it, he was certainly ready to. I And I mean, I hate him in WWE. I really, really love John Morrison. I hate him in WWE because they don't know what to do other than keep shoving him with the Miz and their their shtick is like very up and down like he had an excellent Wrestlemania match I think his time with WWE can end with that and he can you know go in and and do some more interesting stuff elsewhere because he should go anywhere like I really appreciate him outside of the WWE more than anything Johnny Game Changer he doesn't Johnny need Mundo. to be <laughs> doesn't need to be Johnny Elite. He can be Johnny Mundo again in MLW because they're doing Azteca. Johnny Azteca, let's go. There's yeah. a lot of place and a lot of opportunity for Johnny. Johnny Impact can make a debut again in Impact. He can be back there. There are a lot of places for Johnny to make his return. You know yeah. what? Have him show up anywhere and call himself Johnny Wrestling and just watch Johnny Gargano lose his shit. Do it. Do it. That'd be so great. <laughs> uh, like Ma Dan's talking about uh, Nixon Newell, who's Tegan Knox, being like Kenta. Kenta had injuries. He was considered injury prone. He got released. He went back to Japan. And now he's currently having a great run in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like there's there's opportunity there outside yeah, of and WWE. He, and like, I, like she's great in ring. So there is that. Um, the other thing I'll say about like people having difficulty defining their characters in WWE is that I feel like true creativity is completely stifled there. Like you end up being limited to terrible, bloody ideas. Like people gave Chelsea Green shit when she had those awful ideas leak. And it's like, no, like that's this is the caliber of 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 writing that they're looking for. Like that is like, look what gets over for them. Madcap Moss, a yeah. guy who la- who laughs like an idiot and tells bad jokes. There's no depth there. Rick Boogs just does an intro. <laughs> like this is the stuff they want. So like, you know, it's not necessarily that she didn't have a personality. It's that she did. She could not conceive of, of a personality as simplistic as, as WWE wanted. Like you're also, you're a bit player in a larger circus. And if mm-hmm. you're not filling that role, then there's nothing for you. Yeah. And like, I don't know, you've seen people do, I don't know, it, it's tough because like, yeah, there's that, that's the case. But then you see people kill it in their like 30 seconds every single week and it doesn't do anything for them like Billy Kay. So I don't, I don't know what they want. Like, and neither do they. That's the other no. side of the coin is that they continue to cut and they continue to wean, wean down a roster that doesn't need to be weaned down, but they use it. They, they'll they use budget cuts as an example. So Which that's is, very, we'll get to that. Oh, We're going to oh. get to that. So they get rid of, uh, they, they release Top Dollar, Ashanti, the Adonis and Isaiah Swerve Scott's hit row or what was left of hit row. Uh, so Swerve, not Swerve, but Adonis and Top Dollar had an interview with Busted Open Radio. And I don't know if you saw the article, no. but uh, they basically they said when BFAB was released, they went to WWE and, and like, they were like, the why? F- yeah. Why As would they you should have? Yeah. They said they filmed stuff for Black Friday with them. Like as as hit row and then reshot it without her. And now clearly that's not going to get used again. They were booked for SmackDown Survivor Series and the Raw after Survivor Series and then unbooked and then rebooked again and then unbooked. And then Ashanti says that's when he saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. Uh, Top Dollar with the way he's been tweeting, that may have played a role in some of the decision. Got a little hot, got a little comfy. That's stuff that led to Greg Hamilton's release in WWE. He uh, he didn't threaten lawyers, but he certainly he got a little Twitter, Twitter fingers sometimes, right? Yeah. But you want to talk about players playing a part in a show. Hit Row had that opportunity to be big level players in WWE. They had everything. It's absurd what they did. This is bad management. Like through and through, this was a waste of money stupid decisions and it's like if you're concerned with what people are saying on social media then do what you always do and strong arm them like the behemoth corporation that you are they would back down like the, the frustrating like it's so dumb the, the, this is this is just illustrative of a of a deep problem in how this company is managed like i yeah. i you know 
some of these fine. There's business cases. Things make sense. Tegan Knox can make sense from a certain perspective. All that is just this. They were on TV. You were using them. They were big over with the fans. They're big over. And part of the demographic you're trying to break into further than you currently are. Like, I, I don't understand what you want. Like, with the people in that stable, you had everything. And now they've got nothing. They've yeah, let all three like, of them I go. Hope, I hope it burns them. I hope they alienate people and that they, they see less people show up to their shows. But sadly, I don't think that's going to happen because the consumers, by and large, are not smart. <laughs> they just eat whatever's shoveled into their faces. Like It's, co- it's Coke and Pepsi. Yeah, exactly. That's, like everything is monopolized to such a deep degree. Like the the notion of competition is completely broken. Their marketing is impeccable. They are they are the the main game in town. Yeah. They're the they're the company that everyone knows. You can talk about. Here's a good example. John Jones has a fight against Jake Hager. I heard. <laughs> and when John Jones announced on Twitter that he has a fight against Jake Hager. He called him WWE star Jack Swagger. And then somebody said, no, he's AEW star Jake Hager. And Jones said, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) That that, that was basically what happened. And that goes into the branding of people know WWE and AEW is brand new. I get it. They're coming out hot. That's fine. But they got it. There has to be the marketing there. There has to be people have to know that there's a difference between some of these companies but you've got a multi-billion dollar company that has yeah, man. a 50-year head start. WWE is to wrestling what Kleenex is to tissue. Like there's no, yes. it's inextricable at this point. And they have so much money and they're so ahead of the game because they had a 20-year head start. Like doesn't matter. There's nothing like it, it's very frustrating. But this is like this is a problem not only in this industry, but in literally every industry. Like, um, yeah, I, it is. I'm not going to get into that economics the the, the irony the irony of what you're saying and this is what i love is that yes kleenex is to tissue as wwe is to wrestling but unfortunately they don't want to be wrestling and they keep getting associated with it if they could spin off and be told that they are the only sports entertainment they would love it here's the thing sports entertainment isn't anything like you can say it's a brand it's like that's such a stupid and it's never going to get over when you say wrestling every time i tell someone i do a wrestling podcast they're like oh like wwe we or like oh that fake stuff right and i was like yes exactly (laughs) and that's what we never get away from that like you because like as much as these brands love trying to separate themselves from their products like nike still makes like freak nike still pays people to make shoes for them like you can be whatever you want like nike is known for shoes they don't make them they haven't made them in in decades but like they do sell them and they put their stupid logo on it. Like they also make other attire, but they're not, that's not what people talk about them for. So, and the reason why I don't get upset about the releases is really because at the end of the day, everyone gets, you know, they get performative angry about it, but they didn't, they, they still support the company. They still watch yeah, the exactly. shows. Nothing they changes. still watch the pay-per-views. Nothing changes. They maybe pay for Peacock or they don't, you know, whatever it is, they still contribute in one way or another to to wrestling, to WWE specifically. There are people who have taken, I'm not, this isn't a general statement, but there are many people who will get, you know, performatively angry and then go watch the Survivor Series afterwards. I'm not angry. I'm going to still watch the Survivor Series tonight because guess what? It's still part of my job. Yeah. So I, that's I, have the, to I, watch I probably would not be watching WWE if it weren't for this show, but that's because I, I'm bored right. by most of it. Um, not because of the releases. I don't care. Like all of these people will be fine because there are, there has never been a better time to be a professional wrestler. (laughs) Like the industry has cleaned up a little bit of its like extreme toxicity. uh, And there are lots of opportunities with a decent amount of money. So (laughs) the thing about that is that the NWA just booked a bunch of the ones that you were talking about. (laughs) Well, don't go to NWA. Like, yeah, they'll all go to the NWA. The thing, you got options. You got options, at least, which is something that didn't exist really before. Um, and like, yeah, it sucks. It sucks for them and those people. But it's also like a very, you know, it is a luxury job. It is a it's a thing that's like a dream job. So it is what it is. Like uh, some people have to go do very miserable shit. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> I think a lot of people forget that um, 90 days. They're still getting paid. Yeah. 
They're still very much, you know, they can look for and talk about having new jobs. They can train, which some of them still need to do. And they there are a lot of options. Yeah. There are a lot of like, options I, for them. Like time doesn't freeze just because you get fired. No, you and have like most options. Most jobs don't give you a sweet severance like 90 days where you get this time to to actually just do all the admin work to set up your your post 90 day work because you will get work because this is a good time and you've just been elevated by the biggest player in the game. So, yeah, exactly. And you know what? We'll we'll be talking about it more in our discord because that's what we do. We have our discord. You can go ahead. If there's a free link in the video description for you to join our discord. While you're at it, you can toss a thumbs up, continue the conversation, leave us a comment, tell us how you feel, not only about Survivor Series tonight, maybe about the releases, just give us give us your thoughts and subscribe to us here at Tim and Joel Pod. Tim, where can the kids find you on the internet? Uh, the kids can find me at Tim Stone, P-T-I-M-B-S-T-O-N-E-P on Twitter. The one last thing I will say about the WWE releases is I'm not a shareholder because it, it looks like bad management, but you know, it's just a business thing. It's not, I don't, I'm not personally invested. Still keeps going. That train keeps rolling until it stops. Until shareholders hold them accountable, nothing changes. Yeah. But I think only crazy people own WWE stock. Uh, Not entirely. I still, I I know, I know you're being a little facetious. Algorithms purchasing WWE stock, et cetera. I highly recommend that you check out, this is a general you, anyone who's listening, anyone who's watching, check out our friends at WrestleNomics. Mm. They are fantastic when it comes to breaking down wrestling in an economics way, in the money of wrestling, the ratings of wrestling, what it matters, what doesn't matter. Go and watch uh, WrestleNomics. You'll you'll find a lot out of that. Uh, I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Survivor Series is tonight if you're watching us live. If you're watching us after the fact, I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe you didn't watch it. Who cares? Either way, come and join us here. We'll be back Wednesday at noon Eastern to talk about it and a whole slew of other stuff on TimAndJoelPod.com. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you on Wednesday. Cheers.